Someone who has been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, hello, hello. And, oh, happy day to you all. It's been a while. Um, glad to be back on the air with you live tonight. Uh, Chris will be joining me. Um, we'll be saying hello to him and giving him an opportunity to speak. I just hope and pray that uh, you all are well. Uh-oh, I hear a ringing. Um, I hear someone's phone ringing. That must be them trying to get Chris on the line. <laughs> well, hi, handsome. <laughs> Can hello. you hear me? Can you hear me good? I can hear you loud and clear. Okay, great. I was actually um, talking about you just as, as they dialed you in, so I guess the timing was perfect. <laughs> I was saying that uh, we were going to have you join us um, in, a, in a few minutes to say hi and, um, you know, just patch you in. So you want to say hi to the folks out there? Hello, folks out there. I'm Chris, and I'm glad to be here. Hi, Chris. This is Ted. Hi, Chris. This is Angela. Hello, Ted and Angela. God bless you. Glad to, glad to hear from you. Yes, yes Welcome. Well, um, people out there listening, um, I do have my husband, Chris, on the line. You got to hear the voices of our guests that will be joining um me more this evening, but I just wanted to kind of lead into our topic tonight, and I wanted to emphasize the fact that um, it has been a minute since we've been live. We have been busy. We have been um, about our Father's business, and God is doing some some amazing things. He has um, encouraged our hearts. He has partnered us with um, uh, with another another ministry, well, actually several other ministries, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about more this evening. Um, as usual, while we've been busy and while we've been encouraged, you know, the world still keeps turning. And um, there's been a lot of things that have happened since I've been live with you all that I could not and would not even try to recap everything that's happening. Um, a lot is happening in the world 
you know, that's par for the course. That's as usual. The Word of God tells us that um, there will be wars, that there will be rumors of wars, that there will be unrest um, um, in the end times and even in times leading up to the end times. Um, it warns us that mankind will be lovers of themselves. That's not just regarding homosexuality or lesbianism, but also just being into themselves, you know, just being um, proud and boastful and self-centered. Um, it tells us that people will be without natural affection. You know, someone just recently told me that there was a story, and I didn't get to look it up, but there was a story in the news where a man uh, was drowning. He had, he had gotten in the water, and I guess, uh, I don't know what happened, why he got in the water, but the story was that he, he couldn't swim, and then he began to drown, and that there were people on the shore, that there were people on the sidelines, if you will, mocking, cheering, laughing, and telling him, that's what you get. You shouldn't have got in the water. I mean, you talk about without natural affection. You know, we, we are living in some, some interesting times, but I want to say that none of this is new, okay? None of this is new. This is, this is uh, typical of the human race. What is new, I believe, is the intensity of the times that we're living in and the timing the timing, you know, what it means as far as the time, the season that we're in. Things um, have gotten bad before. Things got so bad in Genesis, which was in the beginning. Things got so bad that God destroyed the earth, and he only spared Noah and his family. So it's not the first time that bad things have happened. It's not the first time that the world has become wicked. Things got so bad um, during Abraham's time uh, that um, God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. The only people that survived that were Lot and his family, and they weren't even all righteous. It was more because of God's covenant and his love for Abraham that God spared them. So I'm just saying to you that none of this is new. So I don't want you to focus on all the crazy things that are happening in the world, in the government, with nuclear threats, with um, terrorist attacks, with you name it. I mean, don't focus on those things. What I do want to stress to you tonight, and I do want you to think about and to know is important, is that God still speaks, that God has a plan that we can trust in God. We can trust in him. We should trust in him. We should put our trust in him. He still speaks. We need to be in a position to hear. We need to be in a position so that we can be free of our issues and any strongholds that might allow us to be caught off guard because of the things that are happening or discouraged because of the things that are happening so that we won't be lost. We must be in a position to listen, to hear, and obey. 
And I want you to know that God still speaks. That's what I'm going to be talking about with our guest tonight. But before I do that, let me just see if Chris has anything to add to what I have had to say. You got anything to say about that, hubby? Well, um, we are in perilous times, but God is, um, is still on the throne. And he is he is going to <laughs> he is going to um succeed he's going to be victorious mm-hmm. and, and so if people need to be reminded and need to know that 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 who we're serving is going to win and and we need to we need to latch in and and get refreshed and get renewed and realize we're on the winning side but we have still have to fight this fight Mm-hmm. We have we have to fight this fight and walk it through. Mm-hmm. We know the outcome, but we have to walk it through and pull pull as many as we can because that's our job as ministers. Mm-hmm. We're going to see some ugliness. You know, we were born we were born in warfare. We don't we don't know peacetime. We mm-hmm. really don't know peacetime because we were born in the midst of a, of a war. So we have mm-hmm. to press until God decides. That he's he's had enough, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. and then we will we will get rest. So that's pretty much my two cents. <laughs> Amen. Well, two cents and a, and a mouthful. Um, we we do win. God God wins. He has a plan. None of this is a surprise for him. Um, I want to also let people know and remind you that he doesn't uh, allow anything to happen in the in the earth in the land that he doesn't first reveal to his prophets. God still has prophetic people. He still has people that hear his voice, convey his voice, obey his voice. He still has people that operate in the office of the prophet today. And nothing that is happening has not been revealed to them first. The problem is is that a lot of people just don't heed and they just don't listen, okay? He still has a prophetic voice in the land, and um, we're going to share some of that with you tonight. Now, I want to make sure that you all have your tea. If you've been listening to me for any length of time, then you know that I am a tea drinker. (laughs) And tonight I am enjoying... Uh, some tea that my daughter brought me from Jamaica. I think I was doing that the last time I was on the air. And this one is uh, moringa, which I love and enjoy. Pleasant aroma, not too strong. Mm, can't really describe it. It kind of reminds me of a, just a black tea, but but it's not. So anyway, get your tea. Get ready. Because when I come back from the break, you will hear the voices of Ted and Angela Payton again. I'm going to use the minute that I have to start telling you something about them. Um, I met them after going online. I was in search of a prophetic voice myself. Uh, We live in an area that I feel is void of um, a fresh voice. Um, The church is not hearing a fresh voice. They are not 
responsive to or open to the fresh voice, the voice of God. And I was in search of that voice myself, wanting to see it in others, wanting to see it beyond my husband and, and myself. Went online, saw um, an announcement for a prophetic healing conference in Bowie. And I saw um, GTFWC, Grace Through Faith Worship Center, um, by Pastor Angela Payton. So, whoops, I'm out of time. So after the break, (laughs) you'll hear the voices of the Paytons. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, so tonight I'm going to introduce to you Ted and Angela Payton. Uh, I met this couple, um, I believe it was back in June when we first started talking on the phone. 
we met for dinner, we had a wonderful conversation, found that we were speaking the same language, that we desired to see the same things, that God was dealing with us the same way about what he is doing and what he wants us to do. We have the same expectation for revival, revival in the land. And we agree that we must be the catalyst that God is going to use for that revival. So without further ado, let me say hey again. Hi, you guys. Hello. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Okay, this is going to be interesting. So I'm going to ask each of you um, this same question, and you can tell me who you want to answer first. Now, the first question I think our listeners would like to know a little bit about you guys. So tell us, how did you come to know the Lord as your Savior? You know, what was going on in your life? How, how did you come to know the Lord as your Savior, and who wants to answer first? Angela, ladies, go first. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Ted. <laughs> we are. Um, well, when I got saved, I was um, probably 12, I think, um, maybe a little, little younger than that. Um, and what, what had happened was um, me and my sisters, uh, the first introduction, I would say, with salvation was me and my sisters were, were going to a, a church and along with my mom, and um, we, were, we were pretty young, and I think my sister was, she must have been like six, and, and, and my middle sister was about uh, eight, and I, I probably was about ten, let me take that back, about ten. And uh, this young lady came to us and asked us, uh, are we going to heaven? And uh, we said, sure, we're going to heaven. You know, we're little girls, and I told her I was a, a, a good little girl, and, I, you know, I was obedient to my mom, and, and uh, sure, we were going to heaven. She said, well, are you saved? And so we, we kind of looked puzzled. We were kind of figuring out, well, what is she talking about? And it was so... Um, it was so profound um, as I look back because uh, though we were going to church and we had grown uh, grown up in church, uh, I almost was actually born in church. Um, my mom um, uh, was rushed to the hospital with me at about, uh, I guess, maybe seven or eight months uh, pregnancy, and I was uh, premature. That's a, a story in itself. Um, um, at that same church, and so all we knew was church. Uh, we would go early in the morning and pack lunch and uh, just be at church all day long. Uh, we would have revivals at the time, and uh, um, I was introduced at, at a very young age to uh, being a, a person of prayer. But with all that being said, it was all around us as children but was never introduced to uh, that personal relationship at that young age. And so the, the young lady said, well, are you saved? That's, that's, the, that's the way that you get to go to heaven. And I was perplexed because I was saying in my heart that if you're good, then you go to heaven. If you obey your parents, then you go to heaven. And so I asked my mom, and we were on the bus, and we were going back home to to uh, um, 
from church, and I said, Mom, this young lady came to us and asked us if we're going to heaven, and we're not saved, and we want to be saved. And so mm. my mom took us up, um, and we would have uh, Bible study. She took us to Bible study, and she said, I'm going to introduce you to, and she went through the scriptures about salvation. And, and all I knew was whatever my mom was saying I needed at that point while she went through the scriptures of salvation and what this young lady pierced in our hearts at that young age we wanted. And so what happened was we got out on our knees. Um, mm-hmm. I can remember the room to this day. Mm-hmm. I was on the side of my bed, and we said, we want this. We, we repent of our sins. We, um, we want to receive Jesus Christ into to our lives. And almost simultaneously after we received Jesus into our hearts, we began to speak in another language. Um, all three of us, and so something miraculous happened that day. Um, my life was changed. I mean, I got up off my knees, and we were just babbling away and in, a, in a different mm-hmm. language. My sister was, mm-hmm. like I said, six, and my other sister eight, and I was ten, and everything looked brand new. So I knew that God had changed my heart. And what mm-hmm. was in my heart at that time was just this love and this joy that even at a young age I didn't have. And right. so that's, that's my story. Um, um, I got uh, an encounter with God through this young woman of, are you going to heaven? Hmm. And uh, understanding that it wasn't about being good, even at a young age it was about knowing and having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and one of the things I can say is that um, it's surprising that even though we go to church and you have people who go to church and they are deacons, ministers, whatever they may be, in the church servants of the Lord, but their salvation is not assured. Um, so that's my story. Uh, I don't know if you have any questions for me, but that, that's my story of, of salvation and how the Lord uh, encountered me at a, such a young age. Okay. Well, that's a good start. Um, I'll come back to you. Now I'm going to ask Mr. Ted the same question, and I think we have probably about maybe they'll give me a cue here, and I'll try to stay on cue, but we probably have about two or three minutes, Mr. Ted, before we have a break. So tell us, how did you? Well, it should be long enough for me to uh, talk about my experience, and uh, I can remember my wife and I was talking about this one time. She said, well, do you remember when you got saved? I said, well, I don't remember the exact moment that I got saved. And you say that to people, they look at you like, how can you not remember when you got saved? Now, I grew up in a home, uh, a Christian home, and the only thing I remember even from as early as I can remember was that my parents would take us to church. We grew up Pentecostal, and that's all I had already always known was going to church and and loving God and things of that nature. Even during the summer months, my mother would do Bible uh, teaching in the summer. She would bring us in from outside. So I don't remember the exact moment that I came to know the Lord in that sense, but what I do remember is this. I remember as a teenager, uh, in the latter years, probably between high school and college, I remember uh, my Holy Ghost experience. I remember the exact moment that I received the baptism in the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues. Mm. Mm. 
And it, it's strange when you say that, well, I don't remember when I got saved. Well, I really don't. I just remember loving God all my life. But I do remember the distinct moment that as I stood at the altar and they said, well, if you want to receive the baptism, and they had, we had been, and I grew up coaching. And they talk about caring and all of that. Of course, we know about that now. But I remember just standing at the altar, and as the minister began to minister, and he walked around, and he laid his hand on my forehead, and and out of my belly I just began to speak in tongues. I just began to rejoice before the Lord. And that's mm. my experience when you come out, talk about salvation and receiving the baptism. Uh, that's the way it happened to me. And mm. it be different from many, but that's the way I remember it because I just remember going to church a lot when I was a kid and just loving God and loving it. And But that Holy Ghost experience, the baptism, I distinctly remember that. But the salvation, I, I, I don't remember a pinpoint moment, no. But mm-hmm. the absolutely, well, I remember that moment I began to speak in tongues. Amen. Amen. Those are both profound um, experiences, I, I believe, and I think that someone out there can relate to what both of you are saying because, you know, God um, draws us and converts us in different ways, <laughs> you know, how that experience may come about for each of us is different, but the fact that it comes about is what's important. Amen. So, amen, amen. So now um, we actually have about two minutes. Um, I, I was off a few minutes earlier. We have about two minutes for you all to tell us um, how you met. How did you meet each other? <laughs> I'll let Angela start with that so I can correct her. Oh, no, he's not. <laughs> oh, no, he's not. Okay, well, um, and that's an interesting story in itself because um, I had started to um, uh, uh, be a part of uh, singles ministry at our church and uh, really on a, I won't say a fluke, but really kind of pulled into it by a friend of mine who was uh, leading um, the singles ministry. And so I've never really, you know, people talk about singles ministry. I really never thought about uh, engaging in that ministry. Um, and so she said, well, I need some help. And I was like, okay, she's, you know, she's like my best friend. And so I was like, I will, I will help you with, with the ministry. Um, uh, from that point, I, uh, that was where we, we actually uh, met. Now, I was raised in that church, so, um, you know, I had been there all my life. I believe Ted um, was, was there um, a number of years. I'm not quite sure how, um, how many years, but uh, he was on the band. And so the two never when connected. You hear the, when you hear the music, that means we're going to break, okay? No worries. So the two never connected. But, um, but that's, that's where we met. That's, that's where we met and became friends, and um, God took it from there. So now you want know, to add anything? Now you, know, now you know, after the break, Ted's going to have to tell us what he meant by correcting you. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. 
and we'll be right back after these. <laughs> a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> Thank God. Ah. woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people, this is Diane Jones, and I'm speaking with Ted and Angela Payton out of Bowie, Maryland, and um, we were just talking about how Ted and Angela met, and I would like Mr. Ted to tell us his version of that story, if he would, <laughs> if he would like to. <laughs> All right, Diane, you're going to start? <laughs> I have to live here tonight. <laughs> Well, I, I would say that um, I had um, moved to this area back in 1989 and was looking for a church, and the some, a mailer came in the mail about this church having, a, a, I guess, their first service at this new location, uh, Evangelical Cathedral, and I decided to go there. So I went to that church, and one thing I remember about going there was that when you walk through the door, the presence of the Lord was so strong, the love of the people. It was just such something that was about that place. And I tell my wife, I laugh from time to time because you know that when you know the thing about Kojic churches and you know about their music and things like that, it's really, you know, it's what you call cutting edge at that time, they would say that. But when I went to Evans, the music was kind of different. But what I would say is this even though it was something different than what I was accustomed to, mm-hmm. the love of God made up the difference, and it was a tremendous place to be. But over time, as I got involved with the band at the church, um, another friend of mine, um, they had at one time had a singles ministry there. So another young lady asked me, well, would you like, and this was not Angela, would you like to uh, work with me with this singles ministry? So... Uh, I did, and of course, uh, we began to organize and do the English ministry. And at that time, I believe that the young lady that uh, had asked me to do it, uh, somehow Angela and she were roommates at the time, or somehow, 
But anyway, Angela was invited out to be part of the singles ministry, and of course, I guess they had to drag her kicking and screaming because people had this idea that if you were part of the singles ministry, you were probably a loser. So, <laughs> <laughs> so she had this thing in her head about the singles ministry, but it was something that I did, something that I enjoyed, and something that really was instrumental in getting me on the track that I needed to be moving forward in the Lord. But um, over time, as one of the administrators with the singles ministry, Angela and I would work on that team. She was part of the singles ministry team. Mm-hmm. And we knew we, we knew one another, but uh, we just knew one another, and nothing romantically, anything like that, but we just knew one another. And mm-hmm. as time progressed, of course, I was seeing someone else and somewhat of a long-distance relationship and things like that. But I remember traveling back home, which is Mississippi, that's my home, that was uh, in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I remember traveling back home, and I had been single and divorced for about 10 years at that time. My kids were small, and um, I would have them on visitation. But anyways, my kids were getting older. I remember traveling back home, and I told my mom and dad, I think I'm ready to settle down again and get married or whatever. And I remember traveling home, and just before I left, we prayed. We formed a small circle in the family room with my mom and dad, and we prayed. We prayed about my heart's desire. And, of course, I had ideas in my head about how this thing was going to go because, you know, like, you know, I'm going to pray about this, but, Lord, I'll take care of this. Right, right. As it turned out, out, um, Angela and I were were really friends, and we talked a lot and things like that. And as we began to talk, things progressed, and God just changed my heart. He gave me a heart for her, and I believe that she was the same way. And, of course, with me, you know, I'm a guy, I'm kind of slow, you know. We kind of slow a little bit, and, and the ladies have to push us along. So Angela, she didn't tell you about she pushing along. You know, she just kind of like speeded things up a little. Look, guy, you're too slow. You need to do this. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know, she kind of like turned the corkscrew a little bit. And, of course, of course, you know, I'm gonna, I, I complied. So, um, oh, and, wow. Yeah, it it didn't take much. (laughs) It didn't take much. Uh What I would say is that, you know, it was something that I believe that God ordained, and I believe that the the simple fact of us knowing each other, working on a committee together at that time and not even being, not even dating and things of that nature, just getting to know the person before you take it any further, I think that, was really instrumental in something that I could appreciate. And uh, and I can just say that God kept us, and we waited, and we got married, and uh, and and it just goes on from there. Uh, we were Amen. served as deacons uh, at Evangelical Cathedral together, and we okay. ended up teaching a music class uh, for about seven years before we left Evangelical. The Lord led us to other places. So that's how we met, and that's like the uh, synopsis of it. And, of course, I won't give any details about how she, uh, you know, staged it and, you know, set me up. Uh, it all worked out. I complied. And, and I must say that that was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. You know, uh-huh. we decided to get married and go forth. And I think that as we've grown in the Lord, uh, like everything, you have to grow and you continue to learn. And we're still learning. And we Amen. enjoy ministry together. And... Uh, we're here today. 
And, and okay. that's what we are. Uh, we have one daughter, Taylor. Taylor's now 14, and we just celebrated our 16th year anniversary on the 4th of August, which mm-hmm. was Friday. Wonderful. Uh, Congratulations. Congratulations. We are, uh, we are glad, and we are glad about it, and we're just looking forward to what's in store for the future. Uh-huh. All right. Congratulations. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Allison, you want to you wanna say anything? I don't want. I want to leave you out. She said she'll take the fifth. <laughs> oh, I thought she was saying that. She was talking to. Oh, talking to Chris. Oh no, I was. Um, I, yeah, was. I was. I was asking Chris. <laughs> I was. I was asking Chris uh, if he wanted to try. That's a wonderful depiction of uh, what happened. I got two sides, but it's good to get the the different um, versions. Uh-huh. And, and both versions came out to the same uh, home plate. Y'all met. Yeah. Y'all met at the same home plate. Yeah. Came home know. together. That's what. That's what counts. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. That was that was beautiful. And you actually covered one of my next questions. You kind of gave us a little bit of your ministry background, some of your ministry experience. So tell me, how do you go from um, both of you being deacons? Um, teaching music classes, and now I'm kind of giving it away, but now you're recognizing and accepting the call to the prophetic ministry. Bum, bum, drum roll, blowing up the shofar. How does that happen? (laughs) Well, um, that's really... um it's 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 a really interesting um question because when we started off um uh back in evangel and we were ministering um you know God was just doing some phenomenal things um what occurred uh over time in my life was um uh the gifts of the Holy Spirit began to move where I was having uh, words of knowledge and some of the what they call revelatory gifts, and I had no clue what was going on. And uh, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. When you say revelatory gifts, some of our listeners may not know what you're talking about. So, can you tell us what you mean by revelatory gifts? I sure can. What those those gifts are. Uh, actually moving the prophetic, but words of knowledge. You know, I would get uh, words of knowledge. I would get uh, prophetic words for people, specific mm-hmm. detail words um, that I ordinarily would not know about someone. And so, um, but I didn't know um, what that all meant. Um, um, I would prior to that, I had a ministry of intercession. And so God okay. would lay heavily on uh, me someone, it may have been in the congregation, may have been someone that I met, may have been someone at my job, and he would uh, say this person is going through, for example, depression. And I would pray, or God would tell me um, this person is coming up against um, a challenge and I need you to pray it through. So I did had at the beginning of um, my evolution of, of coming into the prophetic, um, words of knowledge, um, impressions, um, okay. 
things that God would just reveal um, things to me. And Are you a dreamer? A lot of prophetic people are dreamers or they see visions or both. Are you either, do you have either of those? I, I move in both. I move in both the visions um, as well as dreams. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, also uh, the what I would call the bubbling up of, of a prophetic word. Um, mm-hmm. Something that doesn't come from your head, it comes just from Holy Spirit, you know, and it's nothing that you can can make up. And so um, I will begin to get words for people um, uh, and, and, and execute and actually give these people the word of the Lord. And But I didn't know uh, what frame of that was coming from. I know we, we grew up with um, focuses, the focus primarily on just um, being able to speak in tongues, and that was the extent of it, not getting mm-hmm. in any of really the moving of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so um, it, was just, it was just a journey for me. And so me and my husband, I remember one time we were having this, um, uh, a couple come over, and the Lord just revealed all this information about this couple. And I mm-hmm. told my husband, he was like, well, what do we do? You know, so we walked that out, and he began to walk it out with me. And that was just um, sweet and kind, and Lord just gave me the right mate because you, Lord knows if you had the wrong mate with the prophetic. See, God knows who he could team us up with, you know what I mean? And so as I began to have these dreams and visions, and he's my best friend and confidant, and, you know, we would just um, be able to share that, and just we grew in it together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Amen. So prophetic, I believe... I think I was called at birth, to to be frank with you. I think over the years, I just really did not understand what that was, um, the gifts of the Holy Spirit and how they operate, and how we can, uh, the body of Christ, be encouraged and uplifted and uh, propelled in our mission uh, through Christ uh, with these gifts of the prophetic and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So, um, really ask question like Okay, we want to come back after the break, Miss Angela. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? A sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com. This show's host page, Amazon.com, and any major bookstore. Overcoming Sexual Abuse. 
inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep at the topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Time does really fly when you're having a good time. I'm having a good time tonight with Miss Angela and Mr. Ted. You'll hear me call them different, uh, different titles in different ways. That's just how I am, and that's just what I do. So um, I'm having a good time with them. And, you know, in Christ we can and do have a good time. You know, there is, there is joy. There is, there is true fellowship. And um, I just want you all to know that I am thankful that, that, I, that we met. Miss um, Angela was telling us, how they went from deaconess, deacon, teaching music classes, to how the Lord began to stir her up and help her to recognize the calling that she had as a prophet, as a prophetess, um, and how important it is uh, that her husband plays a major role in the work that they do. So go ahead and finish your thought there, and then we'll see how much more ground we can cover. Okay. Okay, great, great. So, um, like I said, I was having um, these uh, God encounters and experiences of the prophetic, and I began to, uh, um, you know, me and my husband began to walk that out, began to learn more about the prophetic. Um, started, um, I started searching um, for different ministries that could help me understand uh, exactly what was going on, uh, spending time with Holy Spirit, and uh, just beginning to grow in that gifting. And so um, you know, I, I have... I like that you said that. I like that you said that, and I want to pause for a second, that you began to seek out ministries um, that can help you understand what God was doing in your life. And um, I think one of the downsides that probably both of us could recognize and speak to is that some many people who have this calling and this uh, this gifting have launched out um, without without any training, if you will. Yeah. You know, without allowing the Lord to train them, 
Right. Uh, some people will have an individual experience where the Lord himself will train them, but he will train them. Um, some people God will send to places like what you did, to other ministries. Um, that happened in my life, to other ministries where I could begin to get teaching and training. I had a mixture of that and God training me. So I think that it is important to emphasize that, that God does train. He does, what's the scripture say, to those, um, he, those that he calls, he qualifies. Amen. He will. He will qualify us. He doesn't have people just out there, half cop and willy nilly, doing all kinds of crazy, strange stuff and wounding people, and lording over people and hurting people because of their ignorance. Um, I just felt like I had to say that. So now go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean because that's that's really a segue into some of the things that we felt really strongly about. Um, um, as we progress in our ministry, is to be an equippers. And I think both you and, and I, and with, with your ministry as well as our ministry, we, we both agree that that is just one of the missional areas, if you will, of what God has called us to do, um, uh, to equip the saints so that they are qualified and um, can execute his mission um, with full knowledge of what God is wanting them to do and, and fully being equipped and confident and strategic. And um, he says we're to study to show ourselves approved. Mm-hmm. And um, by God sending me to different ministries, me, me doing research and just being under the toolage of the Holy Spirit to be fully equipped, we want to see that same um, thing happen to those who come into uh, to to our ministry, um, you know, through prophetic conferences, through prophetic seminars, through teachings. Um, I think that God created the first seven years of our marriage was grounded in teaching uh, the Bible and teaching worship and praise and, and teaching the Word, and I believe that was for a reason because that is such. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a part of the foundation of our ministry is is to teach, not just um, not just uh, execute the prophetic gift, but to teach and bring alongside those who also feel called to the office, who also feel called to the gift of prophesying, um, encouraging, equipping, and lifting people up. Um, mm-hmm. So he he created that. I, I, I always reflect on that that our first seven years of our marriage was focused on us understanding the relationship that we should have with Jesus in terms of worship and intimacy and, um, um, you know, how to, to, to be intimate with the Lord through worship and praise and, and solidifying that relationship. So um, I don't know, Ted, you have something to add, but I, I thought that was so key and pivotal and strategic with, with the Lord, with, uh, with us and our relationship. Amen. Amen. Maybe, well, can you tell us, Ted, um, can you tell us how, how, do, how do you teach in your ministry as part of your training? How do you teach people to hear the voice of God? Well, first of all, I, I think that you want to create a hunger in someone to want to learn. And I think that's why we ended where, where we are now because the Bible says that we hunger and thirst after righteousness and God will see to that need. But 
The teaching is so important because even when we get born again, I believe that the fivefold ministry is important, but I think the solid part of it all is teaching because without knowledge um, and, and the wisdom for that, you're just going to crash and burn. Um, mm-hmm. The Bible says very clearly that my sheep hear my voice. That means that everyone that knows the Lord, if you've been born again, you hear God speak. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of you being able to recognize that he's speaking. You look at the instance in the Old Testament where God is speaking and the little boy get up and run to the prophet, say, did you call me? He was hearing God, but he had to be taught what he was hearing was God. Mm-hmm. Now, God speaks in many different ways. And most of the time when you talk to people about hearing God, they think that, oh, God is speaking. It is something that is coming from the outside, from our five senses, from out there, from where to our ears to hear. But when God speaks, it comes from the inside out because it is by the Holy Spirit that is unction to us. So Mm -hmm. when you talk about hearing God, it's not necessarily something that's audible, like I am speaking now, even though it can be. Because God right. can do anything as far as that goes. He can do it how he wants to do it. But to teach one to hear from God, first of all, we have to teach people where do you pay attention to what's going on? What, what, what do you do? Well, one of the things you do is you just get somewhere and get quiet. Mm-hmm. Get quiet. Get to the point whereby you can lay everything to rest, not on a quiet environment, but a quiet silence, your own noise, that internal noise that's taking place. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to tell your mind to be quiet. Your thoughts are running rampant. You have to take captive of those thoughts and bring them under, under authority and then just mm-hmm. begin to listen. And one of the things we do that is when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you can begin to pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit mm-hmm. to sensitize yourself to God so that as he began to speak, then you're able to hear and expect to hear God speak to you. He speaks to you mm-hmm. through his word. When you read his word, expect him to say something to you. Ask God questions. Pray, and when you pray, stop talking and then listen to God speak. So he does speak. It's just a matter of us learning the language that God speaks rather than us thinking that God is like us and he's going to speak like us. We are not of this world. We are of another world, another kingdom. And things Mm -hmm. operate in the kingdom of God a little differently than they do in our kingdom where we are here on earth, on earth as it is in heaven. So God speaks, but it's like God lives on the inside of us. It comes from inside of us out. Mm -hmm. From the inside out, the Holy Spirit is in us, and it goes from there outward, not from outward inward. So God does speak, yes. It's just a matter of us learning the language. We take time to learn Spanish, French. Well, we need to take time to learn the language of God. He's Amen. He's a spirit. He's a spirit. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Amen. Amen. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this. I, I feel like this is good meat uh, for someone who is listening, um, someone who has an ear to hear. Please hear. Um, because the Lord is speaking to you, actually, right now as we're speaking. Um, he wants to speak to his people uh, today, and and just like he always has um, desired that. He wants a close and personal relationship mm-hmm. with people. 
he's not somewhere out there in the, you know, <laughs> way up high. I mean, he is, but he wants to be close and, and personal with us. Would you agree? Absolutely. And let me give an example, a quick example, too, I think that may help someone. When, when God speaks, and so many times, God will validate himself. Uh, just say, for instance, I'm talking to my wife, and she's telling me these things that God is saying, right? And I say, okay, you know, I'm listening. But, but you know, eventually you might have skepticism. But when God says something to someone, just case in point, my wife is in church, and I'm not going to use names or anything like that. If she was in church, and we were at this church that we were attending one time, and the pastor was uh, raising some money to do some things he wanted to do. And my wife leaned over to me and says, someone is going to give him a check for $10,000. <laughs> now, she said this to me. Someone's going to give him a check for $10,000. So week by week went on, went on, and I remember one time I went to church. She didn't come because Taylor was small, and she stayed home for whatever reason. She says, did anybody give him a check? Did anybody give him a check? I said, no. It looks like we're running out of time. Her, try to finish that up. Okay. Go ahead. So, I have to come back oh. to get that one. Oh, man, that's a cliffhanger. <laughs> that's a cliffhanger, folks. you got to listen for the next time. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. I was going to get your um, info out there, but we'll put it on the, the show page. Okay. okay.